get frosty. That's right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Natural Born Hunter podcast. I'm your host, Will Bradley, and along with my fearless co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the biggest, the sexiest, the tan god himself, the ice man. He has returned. The ice man has cometh back to the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our long lost friend, Phil Mendoza. Hey, Will, I, I, man, if I get an intro like that every time, I'm going to come back more often. You know what? I expect my intros will get better because there's a 50-50 chance I'll be meeting Mr. Ric Flair this summer and Uh-oh. having dinner with him. So, Uh-oh. Cross- That's right. <laughs> Woo is right from the best. From the best. <laughs> so, Phil, it's been yes. a while. It's been a minute, and... Uh, because you've been so busy getting the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge off the ground again this year. And alongside you today is our guest of the show, the very fit, the very talented Shanley Brezen. And then the slightly Shanley. less fit, slightly less talented. <laughs> <laughs> also from Fit for the Hunt, Brian Horton. Welcome to the show, guys. You're being kind. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us, Bill. Uh, we're we're super happy to have you here. So, guys, the first event is now under the belt. Uh, I know a lot of us were watching the footage on Facebook as it was coming in from the event. It looked like a blast. It looked like a ton of stuff was going on. Tell us, how did that first alpha bow hunting challenge go? Well, I, I want to start off by saying, in regards to your comment with the uh, the Facebook videos. Um, I got my first one flagged and taken down because somebody complained about something. So if you're listening out there, I'm going to double it up next time. I'm just saying. I mean, not trying to be that a-hole, but, you know, it's one of those things. And I don't know. What did they complain about? I don't know if it's because of the music, because of copyright stuff. That's probably what it is. So that's that's the only leg that somebody would have to legitimately stand on to get it pulled. But somebody had to have complained for it to get flagged because they said I I got flagged. Somebody turned it in or something like that. So lame. I know, right? So anyway, if you're listening. <laughs> that was you. It's coming for you. It's this, coming this, for you. This, I might have, Big sexy's coming we, for we you. Probably have no, <laughs> we probably have no cell, cell phone service in Newcastle. I'm going to take my, my, my Wi-Fi booster and, and, and dial it up a notch. You know what we might do with we we'll up on the sat phone. Yeah, see, right? We're, we're going to do something. So anyway, we had our first event uh, would have been what, a week and a half? Not a week, but about a week and a half ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, weather was terrible, but at the same time, I think it added to the weekend as far as uh, people kind of embracing and a little bit more suck with each other. And... I had a great weekend, man. I think everybody's attitude and everybody coming out ready to play and and just their enthusiasm um, helped me overlook the uh, the difficulties running the event and with that kind of weather. So we had a great time. We had the the fit for the hunt throwdown um, that we did last year as well, and and they were in full force. So it was actually a great. It, it, chemistry within the event because as we did our shooting qualification rounds and then we had a little bit of break to, to figure brackets people were working out 
getting a little sweat on before they go out in the snow again and back and forth. And people kind of did that throughout the afternoon. So I thought it worked great. I really can't wait till the weather gets nicer for our next few events just because having those two elements right next to each other, um, the music plan, everybody kind of, again, just providing that spectator-friendly element and people cheering cheering each other on. I think it'll I'm create excited. even more energy. I think you're right. Having them right next to each other, um, just because you'll get that that crowd element was so important to both, I think. Like in the head-to-head rounds, it was so nice to have people out there, you know, screaming for you and cheering for you. And, and then the same thing with the throwdown. Like when you're going head-to-head to somebody, you know, there's always somebody like, you know, cheering on you. Like Josh Bednors and I went head-to-head and, you know, you could hear his wife like, go in the background. Like, you could hear Martha for the hunt guys being like, you're only a few reps behind him, go, you know. So it was really, it, it was, I think the, the crowd aspect of having both of those next to each other next time will be will be even better. Yeah, and, I, and I, I've been working on trying to get the, uh, I mean, my, my plan for the finals, I should say, were to try to do some live streaming via YouTube and, um, add that element also the facebook deal is is good and so we may explore that but because i don't know i'm not sure which which platform we're going to use yet but we're going to try to do as much live streaming on the head-to-head rounds especially for the finals as we can because like you said just showing people as it happens as it unfolds um there's a lot of people that that are uh, curious as to how the events are are ran and what what's involved with them and watching people do it. Some people think that they may not be fit enough to do it. Well, you guys, I don't know if you remember or not, Caroline Vivian. She mm-hmm. she's one of the ladies that competed. Yep. She just had her baby yesterday, I yes. believe. Right. Yeah. So she was eight and a half months pregnant, and and it ran the whole competition. Ran the event, <laughs> and yeah, so. And she kind of was hiding it in the jacket. I know she was pregnant, but yeah. I didn't know how far along. So when she was done, I said, hey, how far are you? You know, She says, I didn't want you to know because I, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to not let me compete. Yeah. But it's one of those things that you kind of have to pace yourself, right? You have to find your own comfort level and, and move within that uh, your own abilities, I guess is the best way to say it. And it just goes to show you, eight-plus-month eight pregnant woman – and she did very well. Um, she came out to play. Yeah. So anybody can do it. Yeah, she was impressive. <laughs> out there in a blizzard, eight and a half oh, yeah. months pregnant. Zero complaints. <laughs> Not telling you a thing because she wanted to compete. <laughs> and, and I knew again, I knew she was. I just didn't know yeah. how far along. But and again. You sign the waiver that you're gonna come play. You're on your own. You know, I'm. I'm not making you sign a, a tough mutter death waiver or anything like that. But it, it's. You know, you're signing your your own health waiver that you're you're competing and you're. You know that what you're what you, uh, what you're up against. Yeah. So it's it's enough physical to to, to add that element, but it's not enough to where it's it not demoralizing. Yeah. So we had a good event, man. We had a great time. We definitely had some people no show because um, some people work reasons. Some people actually, you know, had had legitimate work reasons on call for snow duty and that kind of stuff. I think a few other people uh, pushed their entry to another event because um, they wanted to shoot nicer weather, which I can't bo- I can't blame you for it, but or just even travel maybe. That that, that was not well. I mean, so we had 
competitors from Idaho. We had competitors from Arizona. We had competitors from Missouri. We had um, there was a couple of competitors that traveled for from multiple hours from within the state as well. So yeah, we we had a pretty decent showing for some people traveling even with the weather conditions. So it was um, I, I would say that we we had a, a, a good event overall. Um, I'm looking for for better, for more participation. We gave away a ton of stuff, you yeah. know. It, it was <laughs> the, the, the prizes from the, the throwdown to the alpha event to the just general door door prizes were um, on point. And, and I'm going to take this real quick. If anybody that's watching the video feed, you can. You can you, we, we've yeah. got more prizes, right? Yeah. There's a mound. A mound of yeti. A mound of yeti. Just, just hashtag yeti on this. Yeah. So it, they, they came in strong, you know, Kafaru and, and Mountain Ops and, um, you know, Sitka and, uh, you know, Onyx Maps, uh, Gerber Knives. It, I, like I said, the, the list goes on. Hamski, we have a ton of stuff that we're going to continue to give away. And I don't want to say I'm kind of hoarding some of the stuff for the finals, but I, it's going to be the, the bigger of the giveaways at the finals for sure. So excited to have you down, Will. Oh, I'm excited to be there. Plane ticket is booked, and I'm ready to rock. Now, Shanley, since I haven't done it and you have, what would you recommend a young up-and-coming buck like myself do to prepare for success at the Alpha Bowhunting Challenge? I think that um, for the Alpha Challenge, I think that shooting is really important. Um, I think that... Um, on the 3D course, we had a, a little bit of a modified version due to weather, um, but on the 3D course, you have to shoot well. So um, we had some weather issues and whatnot that we were all dealing with together. Um, so and then it evened out on the end, but I think that the shooting is really important. And then when it came down to the head-to-head -head rounds, um, I mean, fitness fitness plays a part. It allows you to shave some time off, but if you you know, if you're way off on a target and you get that minus 40 or plus 40 seconds on, on one of your targets, that kills your time. It's really hard to make up, um, you know, a 40 or, a, you know, a couple 40s or a 40 and a 20. Like that's, it's, it's hard to make up. So I think that shooting is really important um, and shooting with an elevated heart rate because uh, a lot of people, they'll come in, uh, especially if some of our fit for the hunt workouts and, uh, they'll shoot for the first time in the middle of a workout with us and they'll be like, I'm all over the place. <laughs> and they have no idea why. And it's because they've never done that before. And so I think that people really need to get out there and, and test that out. Even if you're just doing, you know, a few burpees in between your shots, just to kind of to mimic that elevated heart rate. And um, I think we've talked about before, like even in the, you know, woods when you're hunting, just just seeing an animal step out from behind a tree, your heart rate goes up immediately. So that's something that even if you're sitting in a tree stand hunting, you need to know how to be able to shoot with accuracy with that elevated heart rate. So whether it's at the alpha or, or in the field, I think that's really something important that people need to work on. So Brian, as a spectator, what was your takeaway from the event? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, Brian's uh, going to compete here in Newcastle, I hope. Uh -oh. Brian is going to compete in there Newcastle. There we go. Uh -oh. Don't so I will no longer a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's only uh, 
What's today? The ninth, right? So you I'll got, be you got a time. for twenty-two more days or whatever it is. So, um, from a spectator, <laughs> <laughs> from a spectator perspective, yeah, just echoing what Shanley said, um, it's amazing the toughness of the scoring system on the head-to-head -head rounds that I've noticed. Um, if you're two inches off the off the clay, you could get plus 40 seconds to your time. And you know, some of those shots are at 40 yards. So you got to be close on a clay uh, or else you're, doesn't matter if you're doing three minutes, that's that's six potential five arrows. You have six, six arrows at five targets. That's a, what a potential for another three or four minutes worth of time out of your score. So the guy that won it finished slower than the guy that, that uh, ran faster. But he hit more clays, so he actually won it overall. Yeah. He won it by like four or five seconds, so it was really close. Two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. Oh. So from a, from, a, from a bystander perspective, um, it's it's all about the shooting in this particular uh, situation, in, in my opinion. Um, the girl who won it, she cleared the course Kate, yeah. two rounds, right? So Kate, two, well, she one, one once, and then she was four out of five four on another round. Second, right? yeah. so, and so she might not have finished the fastest, you know, sprinting to get to the, to the end to the last shot, but... She didn't have any penalties. Like adjusted timelines, there was no adjusted catching. Adjusted timelines, no yeah. catching her, exactly. So, so that, that from, from a spectator perspective, yeah, what Shanley said, shooting is more important than anything. And, you know, and I'll echo what Brian Call said. It said he said it's, it's almost advantageous if you don't do well on the 3D course because you get to do a few more rounds to get used to well, the yeah, shooting part of the head-to-head. -head. Yes or no, if, if you're planning on attending multiple events, right, then in the qualifier rounds, I would say yes. At the finals, if you have not won a men or women's division, your goal is to try to finish in that top 20% of the field to be in the alpha bracket. Right on, okay. Because that's where we're doing a $1,000 guaranteed payout to first place in the men, right? And it's one of those things that there's still going to be that $400 payout for the men's open class mm -hmm. for the, the that next you know, the, the remainder of the 80%. But if you don't qualify well at the finals, then you don't get to play with for the big for the big prize. That makes sense, I guess. So that's where, yes, there, there is that element, but but also in, in tweaking and evolving our game, yeah, it's it's a shoot it's it's strongly benefits you to shoot well. And this, you know, anybody who's familiar with training to hunt and and that platform. I would say that platform is more 70% physical, 30% shooting, right? And I think we're flip-flop. We'd probably sure. be 70% shooting, 30% physical. But anybody you know, out there doing these type of events, the best thing I could say is any type of event like this is going to complement the other, in yeah. my opinion, mm -hmm. right? So if you can be good at one, then you're not far off from being good at the other. Yeah. Just – Tweaking well, you have a few to things. test both. Sure. You know, like you can't you can't rely too heavily on one or the other. Right. You know, you know, obviously my background is in fitness, so that's where my strength is, and so I know that you know shooting is where I need to make up some ground in my training. And other people are going to have the flip flop of that. So I think that you know if you're if you're like me and fitness is more your strength, and you're only doing the competitions where it's really fitness heavy, like you're not growing as a hunter athlete. So I think that it's important that that you challenge yourself in in you know doing the inverse of what you're good at too. Yeah, 100%. I think that that's where a lot of people fall short in in everything, right? Not just in life and in, in archery and bow hunting and whatever the competition is the measuring stick because 
they're afraid to, to put their themselves out there. Right. right. It's getting deep in here, Will. It is and, getting deep. I like the use of the word well, inverse. Inverse of what you're doing. Man, that, that is a super good point, though, because I've seen a lot of different competitions. People will be really heavy on one end of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, and uh, you guys know from the train to hunt competitions, you have to be very well rounded if you really want to make that podium. Yep. Right. You know, and I will bet when it gets to nationals that, or for the finals, I guess, for the alpha, that you will not just have to shoot lights out. You're also going to be, have to be very quick in your movements. There won't be yeah, a lot and, of room for error. There, there may be a, a variable thrown in for the for alpha for the finals too so that's that's um for the most part understand the format is what it is right the our our head-to-head rounds are um kind of what sets us apart from a lot of other events and and that's going to stay the face of that is going to be very similar but there may be one more element that we add in at the, the finals that as one more wrinkle. Wait, spoiler alert? Are you gonna actually give us something, yeah. or is this like TBB? No, if it's gonna be running, I will not be coming. I'm gonna stay. Yes, home. will. Well, like I need to know now. Yeah, because if it's gonna be running, uh, no thanks, thanks, but no thanks. I liked, I liked the competition because there was no running, very little running, sprinting. That's my kind of speed. Anything over, you know, that 50 feet or whatever you got people going. It's a little too far for my blood. No, it, it, I told you the fun. finals are going to be two hundred and seventy-five pound deadlifts. Um, <laughs> We're going to get some strength movements. <laughs> yeah. No, but but that's also why you know working with the Fit for the Hunt crew is is been beneficial to me because you know it's something that will you know we've had this conversation many times you and I with considering. Uh, different things with with different variables to different types of events, whether it's creating something new or the stuff that's out there. We we've we've spent hours talk, talking about this, and and my my feelings on the situation have always been that I don't want to say I, I not from a cocky perspective, but I know archery from the competitive side, from doing it, from from running events. I'm comfortable in that world. On the physical side. I, I'm comfortable competing in a lot of those things, but at, but at the same time, actually putting on a full fitness event is not something that I'm going to dive into. That's where working with Chanley and Brian and Orion and Rob, it's it's been a good fit with this relationship because the the element that we've added with the throwdown is those people that really excel in that strict. I mean, Josh, Ben, Chanley, right? Yeah, the three the three winner Dan, Dan did really well. The three winners of of the throwdown obviously are very familiar with that world and that style of competition. And it's not that they didn't do well in the shooting side of stuff because Ben took second in the shooting, right? He did well there. Um, Josh and Shanley shot well too on the day, but it's one of those things that there's more variables in the shooting than there is in the fitness side. But if you want strictly fitness, we've got that. If you want, you know, more shooting and a little bit of fitness, we've got that. And if you want to come have a party, we, we, we're having a party. Right? So that's, that's what I'm coming for. That, that's the thing. You know, it, well. But C. I choose C. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I said about D. All of the above. There you go. I like that option. 
<laughs> no, I like that because, like you were saying, the 70-30, for those people who, you know, who would benefit from it being the other way around, being sure. more heavy in the fitness, they get to come do the throwdown and kind of flex their muscles, you oh, know? Yeah. Like, I was disappointed in the way I shot that morning, so I came in and I took it out on the Fit for the Home workout. Right. So, like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's a benefit, you know? And I know, I know uh, Josh and Dan specifically, the three of us, we had a conversation about it, how, you know, we all felt about the, you know, how we didn't choose this well as we'd like to, and then we came in and and took it out on the the throwdown. So I thought that was really cool too. Well, it's good to know there's something Josh wasn't great at, because I always watch like, <laughs> lifting videos online, and I'm just like, I don't feel like posting anything for a while. <laughs> I just watch him warming up with my one rep max, and I'm like, oh, that must be nice to be that strong. <laughs> no, right? There's always someone warming up with your one rep max. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what, just though, from the, from the people I hear planning to come to the the finals, I, it's going to be a pretty heated competition on both both of them. I think both of them, you're going to have some a few regional athletes. Uh, well, if you're Josh, you have at least one games athlete, so it's going to be very interesting to see. Right. And you never know who will come out of the woodwork. That's the thing. There's a lot of time between now and the end of this competition, and it's not one of those things somebody has to totally say, oh, if, say, they're doing CrossFit, right, and general physical fitness is their game, they don't have to switch gears totally to get ready for this competition, either one. Right. You know, they can add a little bit of shooting every night or every other night and come in and be ready for the alpha and keep doing mm -hmm. what they're doing and be pretty much ready for the uh, for, for the hunt challenge. Although I did hear tell last time, were you guys talking about maybe throwing a little archery into the final event? Is that what was being tossed around? There's there's nothing getting ruled out, Will. So, um, two hundred seventy-five pound deadlifts. He hasn't even told us yet. So and we'll some archery. We'll be thrown into the. Well, I'm talking about the fifth of the hunt one, not the alpha yeah. side. Well, the qualifying rounds are going to be the same, right? That's with within uh, reason, venue permitting, right? Obviously, the shuttle run and that kind of stuff is um, is going to be the dictating factor. With I think. Like this last time, you guys had two up and backs on the, yeah, on the we, shuttle run. We could give you a quick rundown if you want. I mean, yeah. we had a 200-foot uh, shuttle run with a brute force sandbags on your shoulder the whole time. And then the second movement at the end of the run was throwing the bag down and doing 10 burpee over bag of the brute force bag. And then the third movement was doing 10 power cleans with the brute force sandbag. And then the fourth movement was keeping that bag on your shoulder and doing 20-inch box step-overs with both foot on the top of the box, and then repeat for six minutes, and the number of reps wins. The highest number of reps wins. So Yeah. Um, and I, I, I want to add to that I, just something that made me think of that when you are talking about burpees. I just saw a comment Brian Colvin posted on Facebook about uh, uh, he, he highlighted somebody oh, trying to hunt boy. doing oh, boy. <laughs> serious pro-rep burpees. All right, here's my <laughs> thing. That? Here's my thing. I've been seeing a lot of videos coming out. And it looks like everybody I saw in videos was doing them that way. And so if that is the what? acceptable standard, you know, you ever do like a, see like, in, I've seen them in competition before. It's like a leapfrog burpee where they don't make you stand up and unlock your hips. So you yes. can kind of yes. leapfrog over the bar. That's what was going on. There's a lot okay. of leapfrogging going on. So 
and he said something about, you know, stand up. But I'm, my thing is this, and I'll tell you right now as a coach, if I'm at a competition and I have competitors out there and the person next to him is doing a leapfrog and they're doing – then they're like, oh, which one should I do? I'm going to say get your ass frogging, bud. You, you do the least, the least acceptable standard in a competition. Now, in your training, I will say the exact opposite of that. That is the perfect time to practice perfection, right? What did these bro reps look like? I'm just wondering. I'll so, so is it just Phil's gonna pull them up? I'll show you. So is he? I'm just thinking. Well, I'm thinking from like a judging standpoint, like having judged, you know, the open and things like that. Like when you do burpee over bars in the open, you don't have to stand up all the way. But I haven't seen me. Right. I don't know what it is. So here's, but. here's the other thing too: is how hard is that open judging test? That's the hardest yeah. test I've ever taken in my entire life. Seriously, you're like, you're like, oh, know this, and then wrong. What? I, I watched that video 15 times. I know. I saw what I saw. Count the reps. Next time I'm calling up Josh Bednor, I'm going to cheat off him because I'm like counting double unders, and I'm like, ah, I'm five in. I'm going to have to start over again. Start over. Start over. I probably took that test, and I, I am not bullshitting you. 16, 17 times before I got a passing thing. And it was, okay, the, and you know how they send you to the beginning if you get enough wrong? It's yes. devastating. Devastating. The worst. I'm now showing the, uh, uh okay. So oh, the bro rapper beast. Oh, that's bad. That's, this doesn't even get over the bag. That's horseshit. <laughs> You're not doing oh. those on our competition. They're no. stand up, hip open. No, it's, it's, his hands aren't even coming off the no, ground. It's like he's just, Doing a push-up over them. Your feet, like his feet have to go over the bag. Like your feet yeah. have to jump over the bag. You can't just like, you can't just like tiptoe your way to the other side of the bag. From... I'm gonna try to get the- Can you see these? Have you seen it? Can you see that, Will? There it is, yeah. Hey, here's my thing. If that's what's being accepted, that's what I'm doing. All day long. Like, I'll, I'll not, get lower on that bag. Right. I'll be rolling. I'll be rolling on that bag, getting from side to side. You guys can be looking over, and next thing you're gonna see is a whole line of guys coming over, ro red rovering over the sandbag. You'll be like, "What happened?" Nope. You'll be like, "I saw Will Bradley's time. That's what happened." <laughs> Shaved like ten seconds off. <laughs> Speaking of timing too, you know, not to not to get on him a little bit, but everybody was gunning for Brian Call's time. Everybody, yeah. I just gotta beat Call. I just gotta beat Call. He's famous, <laughs> man. That was the, the he's the a celebrity in the crowd. You gotta beat the famous guy. <laughs> so yeah, no, but I, you know, shout out to him too because like like I had started ranting before a little bit, you know, getting people to get out and and challenge themselves and test themselves. That's one thing that I'm learning about Brian is he's not afraid to put himself out there in, in different elements. Not that archery is not his thing because he's 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 a more than a proficient archer. I mean, he talks himself down a little bit on the podcast because Aaron is very proficient. But Brian's pretty decent. He can hold his own with the bow in his hand. And and on the fitness side, we all know that he's he's very involved in that world as well. So um, my, my one snafu – I don't want to say my one snafu, but my one that I'm going to uh, – Disclose on the event was I didn't have and, and technically I didn't have to pay down that far, but I didn't have Brian and the other gentleman Joseph compete for third place in the master's division. So it was one of those things that we technically didn't get to see who really finished third there. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but Brian was right there, dun, dun, right? Dun. So it was one of those things that he was. He made it to the semifinals in the Masters division. So kudos to Brian. The other one I want to send a shout-out to is Luke Cadillo because him and, and, and the Gladiators Unleashed, Unleashed crew, another group of guys, right? Luke is UFC fighter, MMA guy by trade, super nice guy. If you haven't met Luke, check, check him out. But um, for him to come out and play because – He's, he's getting himself better. He's getting himself more prepared for hunting, but they're having fun. And, and I tell you what, those guys, if you start cutting it up with, with those guys, Brian and Luke, if you can just sit there and, and watch them to go at it, it's fun in itself. But, um, but it, it's a great crowd nonetheless, and, and it's, it's people that are supportive to, to, to bow hunting, supportive to, to fitness and archery and, and getting better and preparation. And, and just trying to grow the sport from within, a sport, activity, whatever you want to call it, right? I mean, it's just there's some really good people that are uh, participating and endorsing us and, you know, and, and the throwdown. So very excited to see where, where things progress to. Well, I think that was even made more evident by adding the weather factor into it yeah. because you get a different group of people who's not used to sitting in the woods in that kind of condition and they're not going to be as cheery and happy and, and throwing down the way that they were in a blizzard outside so i mean just the fact that we all had so much fun still in those weather conditions yeah. really says a lot to the community um that is the alpha already yeah you know phil you are creating a outstanding community oh. and uh well, being a part of it's been, been a privilege, man. I don't know that. I, so I appreciate that, but I think it's more just gathering the community, right? I right. think the community is there. I think the people are are eager and hungry for this type of stuff, right? This to be a part of this type of group. So rather the throwdown, the alpha, the activity in general, right? The weekend or the days events in in general that the people have such a good time at. It's it's just um, it's just organizing or just you know. Bring them together. Yes, yeah. and and that's what it was something I tried to talk briefly about at the beginning of the event. It's like this group of people. We have so much we can learn from each other, right? There's there's people here that that like Shanley, just super fit, you know, great personality, super helpful with 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 a lot of things. We've got people like Brian, right, on the on the media side, you know, super smart guy, super helpful guy, and you've got other people that that are sprinkled in between, you know, excellent hunters, backcountry guys that that um, probably quietly go about their business sometimes and, and don't need to, to be really active on social media and that kind of stuff, but they're just great people. So to be able to interact with all those types of people in between and learn a little bit from each other, um, that's what I really enjoy, I guess, because when you can, when you can just sit in on a conversation sometimes and – and, and over here or just interact with somebody when they're talking about how they go about doing something or their perspective on something, sometimes it just it opens your eyes because you may have a, uh, an opinion or, or you may think of certain something a certain way and somebody just has a really good way of, of uh, describing something or, or, you know, informing you about it differently and you're like, think about that, you know? Yeah. That's something I'm going to try out or that's something I'm going to kind of incorporate. So... Um, it's, it's just, like I said, and, and don't get me wrong. It's, it's something that there is a lot of people out there, you know, guys like Cameron Haynes that started some, this type of movement years ago with what he was doing and just, it's not that he was, he was, uh, he's been a good spokesperson, I would say for, for bow hunting and fitness and that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's a little bit shine the light on me type stuff, but nonetheless, 
he's he's still been a good ambassador for it. Um, you know, guys like Aaron and Brian are really kind of holding through and carrying that through as we go. And, and guys like Kenton, you know, Kenton Claremont, who's who's uh, been very at that forefront. Dan Staten, another guy that that's a super nice guy. So having more people um, getting behind this type of community is going to help grow the community because this community is not staying the same. This this community is growing and getting bigger, and there needs to be more people. Uh, encouraging growth, helping, teaching, learning, um, referring people to different things, right? Information is, is really easy to get these days. So I'm happy to be a part of this community and help organize this kind of stuff um, just because it, I like being a part of it. And I want, I, this is not something I want to see as a fad. This is not something that I want to see that, uh, you know, just that flash in the pan for a few years and it dies off, which I don't think it will be. But, um, it's it's I, I'm happy. I mean, this this is something that it's a passion project type stuff for me still at this point. But it's it's growing and and I'm having fun watching it grow. Well, so. you know, one thing I really enjoy about it is the whole kind of precedent and tone it sets uh, for hunters in the community. And you know, like you like the guys you mentioned, not only that, but people like Joe Rogan who kind of shine this spotlight on. Oh, hunters! Hunters can be really fit, or are really fit. You know, it's it's sure. one of those things that always makes me laugh. That arguably the fittest, or one of the fittest people in the entire world, Rich Froning, is an extremely avid hunter, and yet yep. nobody ever makes that connection of, oh, this guy's a hunter. This guy's extremely fit. Like, like they, for some reason they'll though they will always be kind of separated in people's minds. Like, if you're a hunter. You're supposed to be in this box, you know, and if you really fit and you care about yourself, you're not supposed to be a hunter. I know it blows my mind that people still think that way though. <laughs> yeah. But with, with as fast as we can get information with social media and stuff and you start to see, Oh, that guy's a hunter or this person or this girl's a hunter. It's like, I think those walls will, will quickly start to break down. I hope because there is a lot of people that, uh, you'd be surprised at what what else they're involved? I mean, speaking of Joe Rogan, I just I just listened to their he did a podcast with Guy Ritchie, right? That was the, the it was a good one, right? My favorite and, favorite podcast of all time so far. I also well, am a huge Guy and, Ritchie and, fan, but well, and and I I was aware of Guy Ritchie, but I I wasn't that aware of him. So when I start listening and he's talking about how many years he's been doing jujitsu and this and that other things he's involved in, and it's like, man, you know, I mean. Once you start opening the doors and, and, and shining the light on what everybody is involved in, mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see. And I think that's what's going to help um, hunting in general because, yes, we all know that it's, it provides uh, a clean source of food and, and it's, it's the, probably the best way for that. And managing and, and conservation is very strong there. But the people that are, you know, whether it's a doctor or – a, a teacher or a, a CrossFit athlete or whatever, right? Um, a construction worker seeing that hunting, whether it's rifle hunting or, or archery hunting that there's, it, it crosses over. I mean, and I see that in the shop, I see all walks of life walk through the doors. Right. And, and a lot of times I just sit there and I smile because it's like I probably 10 years ago, I wouldn't have thought to see someone like that shooting a bow. Hmm. But they're here and they love it, and they're some of them are really good at it, 
it's like it, it doesn't make any difference. And and that's something that I really I'm happy to have chosen th- this activity as as a second profession or as a as a business because I can bring my kids up in it. I can it's a great community of people to be around and and like I said that they get to see they're going to literally get to see everything here from the, from the people that come in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention the the cutting it up and, and the guys that work behind the <laughs> counter and, and and having to maybe filter through some of that. But uh, no, man, I, I'm re- I'm really excited to be part of, of this community. I guess I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm glad you actually mentioned uh, that guy Richie interview because, like you say, it was one of those really interesting interviews. We hear hear a director who I've really enjoyed his films for a long, long time, and. I'm listening to him talk, and he was into so many. He's like, "Oh, I love handmade knives," and I was like, "I love handmade yeah. knives." And you know, he's like, "Oh, I love this and that," and he goes into talking about ownership. And I'm like, my mind was just blown on like on how many things I felt like, wow, I I had in common with him. And it's just one of those things that you never know until I guess you really hear people talk about it or you experience the community how how deep it can be. Or how deep yeah. a person can be, rather. And uh, Phil, after hearing that interview, were you looking for some suits? I've got a couple suits, man. You got a couple suits. Hey, Did it get you thinking I, about the suit again? It got me thinking about suits. I was like, yes. I got to step up my dressing game, Guy Ritchie. Right. Hey, I can't dress like an eighteen-year-old child anymore. <laughs> no, it, it, it did. But it, it, it's funny because when you think about, like, when you think about. The hardcore, you know, backcountry style hunters, right? You think gritty. You think, you know, somebody's not afraid to be dirty. You think, you know, facial hair. Who cares, right? Hardcore, not going to complain, willing to endure the elements, willing to mentally strong. A lot of that stuff. Where do you plug in somebody who likes to dress nice, who likes to go eat at a nice restaurant, who likes to, right? Maybe they they go out to the to the. What do you say? say, Making candles. There's guys, I guarantee you, if you sat there and you you analyzed guys or girls, right, mm-hmm. that you say, okay, well, hardcore bow hunting or rifle hunting is your thing, is one of the things you do and you do very well, you excel at it. And you start going down the list of other things that they're involved in, other things that they do, you'd probably blow your mind half the things sure. that some people are involved in, right? right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like to go oh, painting, right? Whatever. Right. It's, it's it's one of those things that that's what honestly kind of uh, people watching is is very sometimes interesting to do just in, in public. <laughs> and my wife, she she laughs because I'm just people watching. It's just great, you know. But the it, airport, the airport, oh, yeah. is the best for that. Yeah, yeah. I love going to the airport and just watching. <laughs> so being able to just creep to, to get into people's portfolios a little bit more is uh, it's interesting sometimes, man. I mean. I've said and talked to some people, and it's like, "What do you do for work?" or "What do you?" And it's like, "I never thought that." You know, <laughs> like like number number one here, guest next to me, right? She's uh, um, she she probably put me on my on the floor and arrest me here in a second if <laughs> if need be. I'm not I'm not gonna go into too much more other than that. But um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that I don't know. There's all walks of life. There's people that are involved in stuff. So when you think that people are gonna pigeonhole hunters and the anti-hunters are trying to pigeonhole hunters, right? And, and that stereotype that they're trying to 
trying to force you into. Yeah. I think that uh, happens in any walks of life, you but, know, like, like you were just saying, like, I, I deal with that on the regular. Sure. Like, people look at me and they're like, what? No. And then, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then she I will put you down. But that's where I, I just think that anti-hunters are going to fail at the end of the day because when you look at what hunters are and then what other things they're involved in, it's like, there's very intelligent people. There's very motivated people from all walks of life that participate in hunting. And to think that they're going to squeeze or, or you know, get rid of certain things, it's going to be a hard-fought battle, man. I don't, I don't know how the public lands issue is one thing that's, that's more uh, recent. You know, taking certain hunting li- seasons and licenses away in other states is another thing that's that's been you know big in the past and or introducing wolves or whatever the, the case is, right? I think that there's so many well-rounded people in hunting that I'm happy to be part of on this side because it's like... I think the anti-hunters don't realize how big the silent majority really is. Right. You know, that's the bottom line. No, I agree. I agree. But, it, it's you know... Interesting. It, it's interesting you say that because the one thing I think too about hunters is the pigeonhole the hole has been very very small for such a long time and it, it is truly a very diverse group like you got hippies you've got businessmen you know you've got per, perfect example you've got guys like uh donald trump jr guys like rich froning guys like myself you know just incredibly handsome and talented people out there who also just have to be hunters <laughs> Well, look at it this on way, the too. Side, you got, that's you got dirty, I put myself in, in the company of that. so good looking <laughs> to hunt. Well, another way to look at that, too, I mean, is you have everything from a compound bow hunter to a crossbow hunter to a trad bow hunter. You mentioned hippies to professionals to whatever, to athletes. I mean, you got traditionalists, you got, you know, rifle hunters, you got big game hunters. So there's a, a gigantic diversity out there. <laughs> That, that pigeonhole is getting getting blown open. I mean, it's it's crazy. And, and you know, you make a good point. So it, that's where in in archery, in hunting, in bow hunting, we're starting to come out of our shell, if you will. And and you look at something like a bigger industry, like the fitness industry, that is massive, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you see what hunting is. Right. It's still a baby, right? Right. To to see the potential of what could grow, where it could grow, what it could grow into, it's pretty it's pretty interesting to talk about nonetheless because, like I said, fitness is, is massive from whatever types of dieting or to different types of exercise and, and different philosophies and, you know, competitions. And it's it's nuts how much is out there. And, and there's still, you know, mm-hmm. hunting is still in comparison. I mean, you mentioned like train to hunt and yeah. you know natural born hunter let's say and some other companies like that i mean there's there's more than enough for all of us to oh to, to participate in process together you know creating that paradigm shift is it's a, it's happening and it's just it's just all of us working together can really push it forward you know no that, that's it's it's in a, it's at 100 percent. so that that mentality of um yes that we could be competitors right in in some sense in a perfect example you know you guys, my cousin Jesse at Anchor CrossFit, right? You guys at Lakewood and, and Anchor, even though Jesse doesn't do online training per se, he, he, he's doing the CrossFit type. 
you guys, you know, whether you're going to a, an event at another box or something else, it seems like that community has a very level-headed perspective Absolutely. on things, right? Absolutely. For the most part. Well, yes. Yeah, there's going to be a few outliers and knuckleheads. But for the most part, people are just, you know what, there's, there's plenty to go around, right? <laughs> because if you have the mentality that, no, I need to have everything and I want it all, probably going to get squeezed out or you're probably not going to have a whole bunch of popularity after a while once people right. figure that out. Right. But if you can have the mentality of, you know what, let's encourage you, this, this, let's have our, our mission, our mission statement, our message, whatever it is, if it's clear and it's genuine and it's beneficial mm-hmm. and you have the right mindset, everybody's going to benefit. Right. And we're all delivering, we're all delivering that message together. So I think that I know I feel this kind of responsibility as a female because female, you know, getting females into the hunting world has gotten so huge lately and everybody's trying to get a piece of that. And I feel like as a female hunter, we all have to be ambassadors for it, right? You can't, and it's the same thing with, with all these, you know, you know, the hunting challenges and everything. Like everybody has to be delivering the same message that this is, go- you know, hunting is good. It's okay. It's beneficial for, for uh, you know, conservation and, and, and eating healthy and organic meats and all that. So we all have to be delivering that same message so we can slowly start converting those anti-hunters over to our side, you know, and, and, and build that community, you know, because fitness is so, the fitness world is so vast because so many people can relate to, to being healthier in their life. And so I think the goal with all of this should, you know, in everybody who has a voice in the industry, you know, through the podcast and everything else, you know, need to take responsibility for that and, and, and put the effort into everybody delivering the message that hunting is good, hunting is okay, uh, you know, all of the benefits to it. Yep. And so, Can't we yeah. all just get along? it's <laughs> just like the squabble you know no squabbling and, you know yeah. there's enough for everybody we all just keep building the community together you know? community. Yeah. community talk about the crossfit community i mean it's grown from a seedling to a gigantic sure a behemoth tree now and you know the same thing goes and all the growing pains go with it you know but, you have all your haters <laughs> no, yeah, sure. um, but when you're in that community you kind of feel like you know you're part of it already in the beginning so you know, you separate yourself from the haters sure. and, and you're dealing with people with common interests and that's what makes it great. Oh yeah. And that's where it's, for me, it's just, I know that, I know that my message or our message, right. As working it together is, is clear and it's genuine, right. It's, it's, <clears throat> if, if the alpha events were um, strictly just about me putting money in my pocket, then I would be doing things a lot different, right? And I think that our message of trying to encourage people, teach people, incorporate people, you know, make people feel welcome. And, and maybe, you know, sometimes you, you talk about that anti-hunter. Sometimes that's difficult. But those people that – the biggest group is the people in the middle that just don't really have an opinion yet, right? right? Mm-hmm. right. So if we can just get some of those people to come over that are like, hey, yeah, I, I do some of this already, but I'm not opposed to doing that. Let me try it. You know, okay, so you've just recruited some people that it's probably an easier recruitment. Um, but just continuing to do that, it's, it's, uh, anyway, I, I can get off the horse about philosophies and all that because we, we have a great time. We have a great partnership. Um, let's, I want to kind of, I know, I don't know how much time we got left, Will, but I want to be able to allow Brian and Shanley to talk a little bit more about um, what additionally they do. Obviously, they, they partnered with, with Alpha Events for last year and this year, but in addition to that, um, offering some 
some fitness programming and, and training and, and uh, online an additional community there with the blog posts and, and that kind of stuff. Um, tell me a little bit more about where you guys started and, and where you kind of, I guess, where you're at right now. Well, we're, to give credit where it's due, um, Orion Colchi, you mentioned he crossed the lake with, he's, yeah. the, he's the owner. Uh, he's the founder of Pick for the Hunt, it was his idea. Uh, he and Rob and I are hunting buddies for, for some time now and we were sitting around a campfire about a year and a half ago and Ryan just said, you know, I got an idea for all the guys and see what you think. And, you know, this was before we knew anything about training a hunt or Phil Mendoza or Natural Born Hunter or Rudy Bum or any of, any of those big names, Joe Rogan, Cameron Haynes. Um, but we just felt, you know, there was need because we were ourselves experiencing the physicality in the Rocky Mountains of what we needed to find our, get our bodies up to. So we thought, yeah, you know, there's a stigma attached to hunters. They're the, you know, out of shape, the public doesn't want to be a look at them, they think that these guys are, you know, raunchy people, whatever, so... Yeah, that trophy hunting. Well, yeah, and, and, and we're, we're, we're definitely not living that. We're out busting our ass, and so we think there's a, a market out there to teach people how to get themselves into shape to do what we're doing, sure. and actually be happy doing it, and be successful with it. And so, uh, within the next couple of months, we uh, spawned Fit for the Hunt. Um, Went live uh, a year ago in April, so I'm a little over a year now. Mm -hmm. And online, as you mentioned, we have online programs for working out. We have online recipes for a uh, different game that you may have the, have the good fortune of harvest, although we're not the experts in that. These are more hand-me-down family recipes. Sure. Um, we also have launched a blog, so we're talking, using our blog to make announcements, mm -hmm. and we also do group fitness workouts uh, about every other weekend at CrossFit Lakewood uh, from now through the hunting season. So, um, and that's where the sense of community really plays into to what you're helping create. So we, we had almost 30 people at our last workout. Um, and, and, and those workouts are great because you're getting people in that, like I had mentioned previous, aren't used to shooting elevated heart rate, you know? Um, and so they come in and it's kind of an eye-opening thing. They're like, wow. I'm not ready for this this season yet. Um, you know, I'm all over the place shooting wise um, when I'm breathing hard, and so I think that's something that a lot of people that if they're not practicing again, um, they come in and work out with us, and everything that we do we can tailor to your level. So um, if you if anybody's in the Denver area and they want to come do one of these uh, workouts with us um, every other Saturday leading up to the arch season. Um, come in. Uh, we'll tailor everything to your skill level and, and get you up where you need to be prior to the season. Thank you, Joe. To plug us a little more, um, our website is www.fit4thehunt.com. Uh, um, see our blog has just, just been launched, so that's where we have Also on social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and also if you sign up and become a member of Fit for the Hunt, um, uh, it's no charge, and we'll get you on our mailing list. We'll email you what's happening on a monthly basis. Newsletters, yeah, the newsletter. Yeah. We send the newsletter out, and um, we've been we've been keeping up with that. And so, it's really just trying to grow the community as Phil is, and uh, share the share hunter athlete message yeah. to those who uh, don't, don't understand it, or don't get it, or don't know about it. And um, you know, then we're going to start adding a few more things in the future. And we're gonna, spoiler alert: we're not going to really get into it, but. Um, our trainers are certified. Uh, they're, they're professionals. Uh, we have nutritionists on staff. Um, there's some of us that have 
uh, competed competed in collegiate athletics or competed professionally in weightlifting, things of that nature. Uh, so we have a big gambit of people, and then we have people like Fred Bohm who just lives in the backcountry for yep. a month at a time and can can bring you up to speed on how you need to do that. And people like Corey Arola who is an expert behind the camera, you know, to teach you how to maybe make the most out of your your uh, your hunting experience. So um, we have a wide range of people that, that are on our team, and Shanley's really pulling in a lot of a lot of the female athletes and it's good and getting that message out to a lot of people so that's what we're about yeah and, and it's it's great to have you guys here close like i said obviously you know I, I have a relationship with with jesse at anchor and <clears throat> we've been able to do some workouts there as well and there's a lot of good people up there but it's it's one of those things that i enjoy trying different things seeing different perspectives and with encouraging the same message right mm -hmm. so it's one of those things that um if 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 you have if you're already doing crossfit or some other type of workout to get ready for hunting bonus right good on you if you if you have not and you're looking to do some online stuff definitely check out for fit for the hunt it's uh they, they've got a lot of good resources there doing events like the alpha you know the the throw down the, the fit for the hunt throwdown and even getting into you know some of the stuff for train to hunt are you going to end up doing the train to hunts this year or you, yes so there, there's competitors that are doing as much as they can because it's all about trying to be as prepared as you can and a lot of competitors will follow one of our programs to get them in yeah. ready for train to hunt. Each, and, either yeah. type of event exactly. yeah any yeah, type so. of event yeah. and that's that's where it's good because like i said we're really living in a, in a day and age that um, resources are at our fingertips, mm -hmm. right? So you really, you get to choose. I mean, in a lot of cases, you can get online and you can say, well, um, you know, I can do this type of programming. You know, Will's got the Omega Wolf stuff and, and there's, you know, the Fit for the Hunt crew and there's other types of workouts to where people already get, really get to pick and choose. So having a, a well-organized, well-presented package and, and platform like you guys do and that's one of the things I was really impressed with initially you guys started out the right way in my opinion because it was just well presented it was clean it would it, you know everything looked and appeared to be top-notch having worked with you for the over the last year I know it's you know I can I can speak to the same from that aspect of it so I really encourage uh, people to, to come play because I think that between the, the shooting and, and a little bit of physical and, and what, what the Fit for the Hunt crew is bringing, um, w we have a good time. And, and like I said, it's, it's, uh, um, there's, a lot, there's a lot more to come. There's, there's, you know what, what we didn't really talk about? Was that? The prizes. I mean, Fit for the Hunt. Oh, yeah. Winners won cash. So I mean, that's it. The throwdown winners won cash. We're, we're writing giant checks, right? I mean, literally. <laughs> uh, it, it, Not figuratively. Yeah, so... It's uh, there's cash prizes for the men's and women's masters winners and and the and I should I guess clarify right because we've got men's women's and then a forty and over type division Correct. right yes. so for the throwdown for, for the throwdown throw in the alpha events uh, they've got you got you can check out alphabowhunting.com for the different uh, divisions that are there on the flyers but cash prizes at the finals we're going to up the cash prizes in all categories. Um, and it's all inclusive. It's included in your membership, so you're not having to pay anything extra, right? Right. It's, Although, if you do want to participate outside of the alpha, you can. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anybody who you maybe maybe you're listening, or maybe you know you know a friend that's just really fitness 
oriented and they really aren't into archery yet but this this is a good thing to say hey you know why don't you come you can come play too at part of it and you can come watch part of it mm -hmm. and maybe that's one of those people we recruit sure. to come right in like come see learning. what the alpha is all about that, you know, that like happened, the shooting thing looks happened, pretty uh, cool that, that happened the first weekend the alpha. and then you could do the fit for the hunt throwdown, win some money, and then go, go to No Limits Archery. And buy and buy a throw. Throw. <laughs> Shameless plug. This tangled web is getting <laughs> deep. So you need to bring your A game uh, at the finals, well, because the the workout description that we gave you that's only good for the next two alphas. Yes. The finals are going to be longer. And more difficult, they're going to sep literally separate the men from the from the from the boys, and yeah, we, we, it's going to be interesting to see uh, see where or, you fall into that category. Or the women <laughs> could take it this time. Of course. So yeah. Not any question. Hey, I'm I'm not going to be putting up much of a fight, but when it comes to that, well, you and I, you and I will go head to head in it when you come. How about that? I don't and know I'll make I'm sure I be publicly prepped. embarrassed. I usually stick to being embarrassed out here. Phil, she publicly embarrasses me every day, so you get over it, dude. It's, it's not it's that, like, it's hey, not if that I, difficult. If I lose to Josh Bednors, no, no big deal, you know? Who cares? <laughs> He's supposed well, here's the thing. to beat me. We can throw a 400-pound deadlift out there if we That's need to do. bring That's your right. back. Shanley and I both have to deadlift 400 pounds. I like that. Yeah. There's no, there's no women's weight. It's there's the no women's weight. Hey, hey, you know what we're about is gender equality here. No, exactly. No. Exactly. In elk, and the same elk weighs the same amount if I shoot it and if you shoot yeah, it. You know what? That's a damn good point you make. That is actually a... You're right. You believe me, she Play back out the same amount of weight as me. That's there's no doubt about that's it. That's right. I think the alpha should switch all their standards to be exactly the same for both sexes. <laughs> the elf don't get any smaller just if you're a woman and you shoot yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's just your husband's pack gets heavier. Really? <laughs> oh man. All right. So on that note, where can people check out the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge? So alphabowhunting.com, we're also on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, and um, yeah, so we've got a tournament information page. The next event, we're going to have some updates coming up for as far as if you're coming out from a, a place to camp or stay because the next event's a two-day event. So June 3rd and 4th in Newcastle is a two-day event. We're going to be in the Garfield Creek State Wildlife Area, which is, I believe, just south of Newcastle. Um, we'll have some, some maps on the website and uh, more information for, like I said, from the camping and, and hotel standpoint. Then the, then the, the third event is June 17th back here in Denver at uh, No Limits Archery. And then two weeks after that is the finals, July 1st and 2nd. The format for the finals is going to be day one, uh, Saturday. It'll be qualifying. So it's a 25-target qualifying round. And then in the afternoon, we're going to have some novelty events. In addition to the so the fit for the hunt throwdown is going to be ongoing for Saturday, and at least for the first part of Sunday until we um, get close to uh, whittling down on onto the final round. So day one is going to be qualifying, and then we're probably going to add a team element into the finals to where uh, the people can get a little extra practice on the head-to-head -head round. So you can pick your teammate, 
It's probably just going to be one round where you and your teammate run the course at the same time. Time doesn't stop until the, the last teammate steps out of the box. Um, and then we do adjust the time like normal, and then we're just going to post scores. So it's going to be something where uh, we may do like a, a 100% payback, right? So it might be five bucks a person to, to kick in, and then it's going to be either a men's team, a co-ed team, or a women's team. I don't think we'll have any age uh, clarification or classifications from there. Um, but it'll be fun because we'll be able to shoot with your friend, pick a teammate, and like I said, we'll just do a, a 100% payback on that, get some people, some practice on the head-to-head -head rounds. And then day two is just all head-to-head -head rounds uh, in addition to the throwdown. Um, Saturday night, we will have our uh, film viewing, and I'm, I'm going to provide dinner for everybody again on Saturday night. So be able to socialize a little bit. Some people that like to have an, a, a frosty adult beverage uh, might be able to That's bring your own. I might of be course. able to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's about interacting with people, having a good time. You need to be able to turn the switch on, of uh, being competitive and turning it off and being a good person. Not that you're not a good person <laughs> to compete, right? But, you know, myself included, when it's time to go, sometimes it's just, it's tunnel it's go, time. It's go time, right? It's go time. Game so face. we're just trying to encourage that type of uh, growth as a person to just turn it on for a second and enjoy the community and the crowd. Have a little party. Absolutely. All yeah. right. And where can Looking they forward get, to having you, Will. And where can they get a hold of Fit for the Hunt? Um, on, well, online you can check us out at, once again, www.fit4thehunt.com. It's just like what the sheet, the t-shirt shows. Um, and on, on that website, you can become a, a member of, of Fit for the Hunt. You can also check us out on Facebook, just uh, forward slash Fit for the Hunt after Facebook, and same with Instagram. And YouTube. Oh, and YouTube. We've been putting talking. uh, videos up on YouTube, little workout videos. So um, if you want to sneak peek, see what we're uh, all about, go ahead and check out some of those videos um, on Instagram and YouTube. And uh, you can watch mostly Orion and I throwing sure, down. <laughs> yeah, they're coming up with some pretty good fun functional movements to, to prepare you for different things you might find out, out in the wilderness. So, um, and, and that's to help you get into shape for hunting season. Perfect. Don't forget, if you want 20% off your supplements, go on over to mountainops.com, enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout, and you will get 20% off. Also, you can enter the coupon code NBH gift when you buy some sweet ass optics from Maven at mavenbuilt.com and they will send you some free swag. I also have a coupon code for hit the gold, but I can't remember it off the top of my head, so I'll go ahead and enter the edit that on in later. Until then, go on over to alphabowhunting.com or just Stockville on Facebook because he really is that damn sexy. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Until we meet again. What's that? He's blushing. He's blushing. You can't tell because he's so sorry. <laughs> so until we meet again, my friends, work, hustle, hunt.